I was going to ask George, George, what's the scariest thing you've seen in the last two months? Um, <laughs> scariest, oh, vi- scariest visual you've seen. Okay. Only in the last two months. Oh, no, no, Only no. You know, actually, there's been a lot of scary things in the last two months. What's the <laughs> scariest thing you saw before the last two months? Wow. Before the last two months, <laughs> the scariest thing. In the long, long ago, George. In the, in the before um, times. Before times. Oh, okay. So the scariest thing that I think I had ever seen was um, I was in the like basement of um, of one of my buddy's house and we were, you know, just messing around, classic kid stuff. Oh, yeah. Guy had a dartboard uh-huh. and his brother threw the dart mm-hmm. and it just impaled in the back of this dude's head. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> and like oh, feel the it. whole the whole needle oh. was gone. Mm-hmm. Oh. And his thankfully his mom was a nurse, but she like literally just like came down and like yanked the dart out of this kid's head and That's I how you was bleed like, to death. Did little blood like shoot out at the end? Did like a little geyser of blood pressure like kind of squirt out that 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 dart hole? Uh, I boy, who even knows? Because I was so far out of the house at that point, <laughs> I was like, I, "Bye, guys, I gotta go." <laughs> I was gonna say, if I saw the dart go in, I'd be like, "I'm out." I'm just like, friendship, yeah, it was friendship over. Uh, just did don't the kid even... live? The kid lived, I assume. Oh, yes, he sure did. In fact, he he barely had a little scar, but it was you know it was. Very scary. Uh, we did keep going there, though, because he had uh, an arcade cabinet of Rampage. So. <laughs> it's amazing how much uh, obvious red flags and danger you'll disregard when your friend has the better video game system. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, we did finish out the game of darts, though. <laughs> uh, we counted the skull shot as a wild card. He got to have whatever points he wanted. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, he was brain damaged by that point. <laughs> so yeah. he, but now he's a United States senator, so it's fine. Everything's fine. God bless. God bless. I, I, I got to be honest. Like I, every time, long, long ago, when we could go to bars, uh, I, I never trusted any darts ever in a public setting. Darts are an insane thing to give to drunk people. Oh yeah, especially um, Paul. I don't know if you're familiar with Good Dog in in Center City, but absolutely. There's the dartboard up there that's right next to an arcade cabinet and mm-hmm. also tables mm-hmm. and also a pool table. That like, room is on the third floor, and I'm convinced they send the people that are being the rowdiest and the worst <laughs> up there to hopefully kill themselves in that room so that they can <laughs> not deal with them throughout the rest of the place. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's it's definitely a kill room for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, you would love this this place. It's called Good Dog, and there's pictures of every... You can bring your picture of your dog in, and they'll put it up on the wall. Oh. It's a great place. Can the dogs drink there? Are the dogs allowed to drink? You know, oddly, I don't know if I've ever seen an actual dog in there. Have you, have you George? I don't I don't think so. It's it's pretty, uh, pretty close quarters, yeah. so they're probably... Probably not thrilled about actual animals. That's why they have all the pictures. Yeah, they're like, we love your dogs. Just please just bring a picture and leave the dog at home. Plus, the worst part is the third the third floor, in addition to being the kill room, it's mm-hmm. also where all the like the in memoriam section of for dogs is. Oh, oh no, is. I don't know if I want to see that. It is. No. Yeah. So it's there's a lot going on up there. I do love that bar, but <laughs> I love that bar. That's a literal kill and death room, though. That is definitely <laughs> the saddest room. Yeah. They have yeah. a great arcade machine up there, though. It's got it's one of those like multi arcades where it's got mm-hmm. like all kinds of cool games in it. Yeah, sure, but it's just right next to a thing where where blades and daggers are thrown by your head. Yes. Right, that's the. Yeah. Well, that's that's how you really get your motivation going. I don't like to brag, but I did set the Miss Pac Man record on that machine. <laughs> oh, uh, so while you know. dodging darts. Yes, exactly. That's uh, that's how you you know you get in the rhythm of it. it it's all working together. Nothing focuses you like imminent death. 
<laughs> Can you imagine Absolutely. though, like if you know, an outside uh, a brewery, you know, one of those uh, California hang out with your family was just like. Hey, you know, hang on our patio area. Have some brews. Also, we're playing lawn darts. Right. We'll, just be, th- we'll be throwing them up into the air randomly. So, you know, just keep an eye out. Have you ever played with lawn darts? Have either of you guys ever actually used lawn darts? Uh, they were no. banned in my neighborhood. Too scary. It's very scary. I, they are banned. I think they're banned in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm not positive, but. Uh, that sounds right. We have we had a couple of them at our, at our friend's house and we would play with them. And we would again, we were drinking. Very, very stupid thing to do. Oh, and that's the end of the story. I thought, I thought there was going to be a, <laughs> no, no, no. We never, we never. Part to that. There was no. And maybe. we never saw Jim again. <laughs> yeah, one of those, one of those embedded in the back of my friend's skull, and there was no <laughs> nurse on hand. So, no, well, that's how you lose friends. Now we got a picture of him up in the uh, attic of that house where we put the arcade machine <laughs> and the lawn darts. Wasn't that 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 old great psychological study about Phineas Gage, where his friends were roughhousing and they threw a lawn dart into the front and of his went skull, into his brain, <laughs> and oh it made God. him a better person, <laughs> saved his marriage? Um, I would I would believe that it was banned in PA though, because it's the perfect perfect place for it, right? And that means that a lot of people are doing it and getting hurt. Yes, I think we probably had a lot of like lawn dart maimings, and we were just like, no, no more. Yeah, no, no more. Only tiny darts in bars from now on. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. George, welcome to Goosebumps. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. Uh, it, it, you're from a podcast, uh, a podcast, which, which you, <laughs> you, you, you've you spawned from the internet uh, like we have. We were all born within the digital realms of the internet. You, you were birthed in the RSS feeds, yes. right? Yeah. Who can deny it? The RSS canal dumped you out into this <laughs> physical realm. Uh, it was a lot like uh, the show Reboot. Yes. When they were going through <laughs> Incoming Aww. George. Incoming George. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about your show, because I think it's going to be relevant to what we're going to talk about today. Definitely. Uh, so I'm the host of The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least. So the idea is uh, it's a look at like the personal nature of horror. Uh, we talk to our guest about how they got into the genre, um, what scares them in general and then they they bring a movie to us and we talk about that movie its place in uh, like cultural context we go through the beats of the movie talk about shots and themes and stuff uh it's a lot of fun paul himself was actually a recent guest he did uh, the lost highway which was absolutely spectacular and uh what's also nice about the show is that um i also for the like while usually they're all great horror movies and I do genuinely love them, mm-hmm. um, I, for the time of the show, agree that it is the best horror movie ever made. And so mm. it, it creates like a nice area for people to not feel like they have to soft sell mm-hmm. their passion mm-hmm. for it. And they can really talk about why they love this thing and not be like, oh, George is going to be like, actually, I hate that. This right. movie sucks. Right. <laughs> like, so, um, so yeah, so it's just a nice look at the thing that we love horror movies yep and so that i think is going to 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 showcase to the people who listen to goosebuds that you know what you're talking about when it comes to horror Mm -hmm. uh well i try (laughs) and and actually you know terrifying stories where you're worried about the fate of the protagonist and not just oh a dog jumped out of the woods (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely this is um it's it's really uh a hell of a goosebumps I, that that we're talking about here today. I, I, I gotta say, yeah, we are talking about how to kill a monster today. And uh, again, you've seen many movies, so you are an expert on how to kill monsters, probably. 
you know, you'd think that, but uh, there's different techniques in every goddamn movie. If they could just agree on one. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. You, you got the, Vel- the Van Helsing strategy. Mm-hmm. You got the Ernest against the troll strategy. Exactly. There's a lot of famous. Who would you say, George, is like your favorite monster monster hunter? Oh, man. I mean, I, I love the classics, so I probably would go Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the original Dracula stuff is so great. That Nosferatu that Werner Herzog did is friggin' incredible. I'm mm-hmm. not convinced that Klaus Kinski isn't a nightmare that Werner Herzog had and just dreamed up and he haunts us all. He just, uh, he just yeah, birthed his nightmare <laughs> onto, onto film strips. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, that's Klaus Kinski for me. So, <laughs> so, so having someone to take him down like Van Helsing, mm-hmm. uh, that's my guy. Well, sorry to say it. Unlike your podcast where you agree with people, we're earnest people. We stand earnest on this <laughs> podcast. Okay. Er- earnest has killed so many ghouls <laughs> and criminals, I guess. Yeah. Also criminals. <laughs> He's uh he's all over the place uh, and uh, and good for him. I mean, <laughs> he he's killed everyone but Vern. He can't stop Vern. He's tried to kill Vern so many times though. <laughs> you know, I we never see Vern, right? We never see the right. the, the 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 named character. He's yeah. always his POV. What mm-hmm. if Vern is like in a I'm trying to think of the actual term besides a horcrux. Uh, you know, a, a simulacrum, maybe, uh, <laughs> or uh, uh, <laughs> or an or. He's a Vincent Price in a 13 uh, ghosts, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Vern is sort of his, like, ghostly assistant. See, I always took it as, like, Diane from Twin Peaks. Okay, he's yeah. Like, he's, he just talks into the recorder, and, uh, and you know, there's someone way off in, like, earnest headquarters. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Vern is actually, like, a robot. Like, V-E-R-N is actually oh, an acronym. Oh, my God. Wow. That's, it's all coming oh. together. <laughs> I think we finally figured out the puzzle that is the Ernest film filmography. There we wow, go. Guys. It all, it's perfect. Well, we need to puzzle out what the fuck happened in this book, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So this one's insane. This one was absolutely <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, George, have, uh, you, ha- have you read any other Goosebumps recently? Is this the first one you've read in a while? Uh, it's the first one I read in a while, but I it did I will I, you know maybe it's just because it was so genuinely uh, involved in horror, but it, it, I think that I might be going back and and reading a few more. Oh, know? okay, wow, <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I want to encourage you, but also to temper your expectations. <laughs> this one it felt like so in a lot of them, uh, it, they do what he did in this book in the early chapters where which is lots of fake jump scares lots of you know not horror not scary situations leading into not scary reveals <laughs> you know tons of that right sure um, and very rarely do very very rarely does he start out with actual horror in the beginning and actual scary things happening when it does it's nice so yeah. i don't know about you guys but i was reading the beginning of this one and i was like great it's one of those books where it's just going to be 3 quarters of shitty chapters of kids being idiots scaring each other and their dog jumping out and scaring them <laughs> yeah well especially since they do have the dog like. yes yeah like they oh, like yeah whenever you see a dog the dog is only there for one reason it's to provide a couple of really stupid jump scares that's all the dog ever does yeah yeah rl follows the chekhov's dog style of storytelling <laughs> yes. where you're going to mention the dog in the first first <laughs> act and at some point also in the first act that dog's going to jump out and scare you <laughs> yes that's yeah that's rl's chekhov's gun 
it's it's so funny too because like they're like oh it's a tall black form with glowing red eyes and that does not describe a golden no. retriever no it does not no <laughs> it's a labradoodle at the very least or something yeah. yeah unless they were unless they were in the swamp like noodling a catfish they were not below <laughs> that dog that dog was not towering over them no oh by the way we, we talk about the swamp before we get into the plot of the book I I was so thrown by this is a really I think great basic goosebumps cover right the the mm-hmm. default one is the yes uh, a door uh with big like almost muppety clawed hands reaching out no face yes it's better left to the imagination yes. I I remember this cover and I think yeah. I always ripped off these claws whenever I was trying to draw monsters as a little kid it's great. It's a it's a great cover. It's a great cover, except he gives the steps to how to kill a monster on the cover, guys. I mean, does he though? <laughs> what are the steps, Paul? I don't, I, I missed the uh, the text on the cover. Step one, run. Step two, run faster. Uh, you know, for my money, that doesn't actually get the job done. <laughs> no, so. no, it doesn't. <laughs> No, no, you're, that's that's very true for it. Uh, he's not he's not building confidence in his in his <laughs> in his game plan here with those two yeah, steps. Yeah, seriously. So. Well, I just want to point out that the, the the that's all that's all fair. I just feel like this this cover to me evokes a completely different story than what this book at least sets the tone well, for. Well, the the picture on the cover also shows a normal ass house, not a fucking castle that's falling apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's the book we already covered on the podcast uh, with the swamp, the mud people? Uh, I'm I'm completely blanking on oh, which one we read. Before. I know what one you're talking about. I like there's it's like it came from the swamp or something like that. It came that. from the swamp. Yeah, there. Yeah, like that is the cover that matches what the, at least the first half of this book <laughs> right, is. Right. Which is like we should we should probably set the story a a little bit right. Like you already covered, but we have two kids. Real quick, it came from the swamp. is is a movie. We were wrong. Uh, that wasn't the right one. Oh, it's called uh, "You Can't Scare Me." Is the one we were thinking of. Oh, right. Yes, he won a generic title. Of course, yeah. we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what... Anyway, but, sorry. Uh, no, it's right. We we follow uh, two kids who are an important detail that has really stepped out that does not matter at all is that they are step brother and sister. Oh. That that's the first note. I don't know. So again, uh, George, I know you haven't read a ton of Goosebumps books recently, but very rarely are the parents are almost always, uh, you know, normal mom and dad, not divorced. I think these might be our first divorced parents. Wow. Yeah, re- divorced and remarried parents. Yeah. He's um, you know, he it, it was 1993. He's uh, he's getting with the times. Yeah, you, or 1996. <laughs> <laughs> he needed that. He felt like it finally needed to be said. We needed to acknowledge yeah. the the divorce problem that was happening. And, he and he exactly. quickly was learning what every animated movie from the last 15 years has learned is that you got to have a single parent. Yes, of course. You got to have a parent's got to be missing. It's too it's too many characters to write if you got to have an extra dad or and mom. And you get that bonus sympathy for the kids yeah it's true yeah, he it's does true. i will say though he, he switches that up but he does lean back on the deaf grandparent yes which he does. uh you know that's a that's a classic goosebump trope uh as far as i'm aware as well so he does um, he does pick up he does pick some fun at old people which is always great but these the old, these old people are incredibly capable i i'm starting to wonder if they're like 50 like you know what i mean they're uh, not actually they're old, old grandparents they're old in the <laughs> eyes of the 10 year olds in this book yeah um, well, so I also, I, I watched the TV show version as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It is so much of even just the setup is mm-hmm. so different. Really? <laughs> okay. What's the setup yeah. in the, in the TV show? 
Um, so first of all, in the TV show, uh, it's a honeymoon for this newly married family. Okay. So they're still divorced, okay. but instead of a work trip, they're on this honeymoon. So at least you're like a little bit like, I understand why the two kids don't like each other quite right. as much instead of like, you know, but then on top of that, um, we mentioned that they're in this like giant castle in the book. Mm-hmm. It's like a swamp shack okay, in the so, show. So they went with a classic swamp shack. They didn't go with a castle. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, this in the book is depicted as like kind of a Resident Evil mansion. I feel like. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a. Ca- it's, it's yeah. It's weird. It's a castle, and I was like, "What is this? Like a civil war? Like they decided to build a castle during the civil <laughs> war or something? Like what is going on here? Who built the castle? I don't know. I, I don't know. But it, like, there's just so much like little like there's the grandpa father is not deaf in the show. Okay. Uh, there's no dog in the show. Okay. They didn't want to work um, with animals. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's like a huge. Like, because they're in the swamp and, like, Louisiana is, I think, like, where it's supposed to be taking place, mm-hmm. there's a huge, like, spicy food subplot in the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on. Um, so the director really took some liberties with this one. He huh? sure did. Wow. Sure did. Cool. How dare, how dare they differ from this grand <laughs> from source <the> Bible. material. <laughs> Listen, I will say that as far as source material, this book had it right on in terms of the true terror of rickety bridges. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. Does the show the re- does the show show a, an actual like car crash? No. They abs- there's no such no rickety bridge. bridge? They're covering up the fact that 47,000 structurally deficient bridges in the U.S. in 2019. <laughs> this is why we brought you on the show, George. We knew you'd you knew you'd bring up the stats. Yeah, is that man, a real look, fact? Is that a real fact, George? I'm that, terrified. That is a real fact. And here, here's what I'll tell you as well. That number is down 54,000 from 2017. But the only reason that it went down is because they loosened the definition. <laughs> I, thought you were gonna, so, I thought you were going to be of what, of what is a bridge? Like, of, of, of what uh, structurally deficient means. And so realistically, four in 10 bridges is found in being of need of major rehabilitation work. Absolutely in the US. terrifying. Absolutely and terrifying. And if you factor in that six, in ten, six in, out of 10 bridges have a troll underneath, you, you oh can't go God. over any bridge. Bridges are done. <laughs> Don't do bridges anymore. We're Don't over. do bridges. We're not, we're no. not bridges are over. I thought you were going to say the numbers were down because all of those bridges collapsed. I thought so too. <laughs> I thought that too. Nope, they're still up there waiting for the right person or the wrong person to try and drive across. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so for those who haven't read the book, that this book starts like pretty early on with real with a, gen- a genuine terrifying car crash where the the family vehicle driving them to their grandparents because there's a, quote, work emergency in Atlanta that they need to be at. <laughs> that both parents have to go to, yes. Both parents. I immediately just, for no reason, because of the pandemic, by the way, I assumed that was like some sort of medical emergency and they were doctors the, the, having to like... The CDC <laughs> is there. Sure, so. yeah, yeah, that's the true. CDC, yeah, I, I was like, this. I've seen the zombie movies. They got to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. It, it was Atlanta, not Louisiana. My mistake. Th- listen, <laughs> we're, they, we're, we're all, we're a bunch of Yankees here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we're carpetbagging our way down there. Yeah. <laughs> So, and as opposed to, also because they couldn't bring their kids there, I'm like, well, that means the entire city is on lockdown, and that's why you can't bring your kids to Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. driving through the swamps to their grandparents' place, well, only one of the kids' grandparents' place is important, is, right. is a, the car just goes off the bridge and crashes, and they, like, scream, and that's a cliffhanger. Of a <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's, a tr- it's a truly scary moment. It's a little cliffhanger. It gives you the yeah. false hope that the beginning of this book is actually going to be scary because then from there they meander around. The kids wander off into the swamp at night, which, you know, I, these parents, 
are not going to win any <laughs> awards. I'll tell you that much. No. They're not no. paying attention to these kids. The kids wander off. They get lost. We talked about the, the false jump scare of the dog being a swamp monster. Uh, they get covered in mud and they end up at the castle, right? At their oh, yeah, by sorry, I want to call one detail about the, the, the damage to the car, Paul, if I yes, may. Yes, is, go ahead. Is So the way it described to me is the car like went straight off and dive-bombed into the swamp. Yeah, it went and head first, like, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, dad just needs to change a tire and we'll be fine. I'm like, no, that, what, what, what is this? Is this like a four, like four by four? Like, what are you driving? Right. It's right. a Toyota, man. Those things can take anything. Oh my God, <laughs> I guess so, it. yeah. Um, I The detail I wanted to mention is that Clark, the little boy mm-hmm. who is established to be a coward yes <laughs> um is reading a comic book about scary swamp monsters on the way to the swamp yeah what a terrible decision. what is he doing look you know as a as a scared child uh, and we've discussed this on your podcast church as a scared child i did occasionally indulge in my own fears to for some reason some masochistic reason i needed to indulge in my own fears so i kind of got it but you're right he, the parents look. and again the parents should have been like george <laughs> you're a little coward Get that book out of your hands. You're not allowed to read it. Guys, guys. Or sorry, ahead, I called him I called him George. I called the child George. He's not his name is not George. <laughs> it's okay. I was a cowardly little boy too. Me so too. I, we were, I got it. Look, coward recognizes coward, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but on top of that, like I understand like indulging in your fears every now and then, but mm-hmm. that's like if I was like, oh, I'm going on a long distance flight. Let me pop in final <laughs> right, destination. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, guys, this is the uh, classic storytelling technique of you establish some key strengths of the characters early on. Mm-hmm. Right? Clark, mm. Clark, Clark is a read. Mm-hmm. Clark is a reader who covers monster comic books. Despite, as unfortunate George missed out, is we love uh, tracking when RL likes to mention a real or not real Marvel property. Yes. Um, oh, yes. There was none mentioned here. This wasn't even one of the indie horror comics, I think. It was just Swamp he, Monster Comics. He didn't even, like, we know he loves Swamp Thing. He wrote Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We knew he loved Swamp Thing. He didn't drop a Swamp Thing ref in this. It was yeah. too easy. Too yeah, easy. Right. You might be right. He was. He didn't want to go for the easy ref. You're right. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Or else I can't. I can't. You know, treat these kids like kids. I got. Yes. Yeah. Gonna... Yes. He's well, like they know. They already know. <laughs> they know me. They know. They read all my bios already. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have the 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 great thing of so Clark uh, reads Swamp Thing and Gretchen. Instead, likes to read about nature mm-hmm. and and studying these these survival skills, and then the classic storytelling technique of neither of those things mattering when they deal with both a swamp <laughs> and a monster. Uh, Chad, <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead, but I do got to say that Clark's reading ability does, in fact, get them some. Get no, them no, Clark's reading ability is hot garbage <laughs> in this book. <laughs> Uh, I think that the idea that he's able to read is all we needed to know. <laughs> yes, yeah. It didn't need to be established that he liked to read, just that he wasn't illiterate. That's all we you needed know, to know. You know, if he cut out that whole chapter and just said, Clark and I both can read. We're educated. <laughs> and then it just cut to the next chapter as he showed up. Clark cool, and I are kids. It. We can read. We can read. So I think Paul, you were setting up. They they got through the swamp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Their parents called them back, and they are covered in mud, by the way. And the dad is not making a single complaint about mud inside the car. No, nope. whose dad is this? Yeah, right, right. 
completely right. unrealistic dad. Maybe there's something going on with the divorce. Maybe he's trying to. Maybe he's like <laughs> tiptoeing, walking on eggshells about this. You know. Oh, I don't. Oh, know. yeah. And I'm sorry. I just wanted. To, I wanted to talk about it for a second to see if it stuck to you guys too. I, it doesn't matter at all in the book, but I was really stuck for a couple chapters about the dynamic of this family is so weird. Not because they are divorced, because from different marriages. That's all over the country. It's sure. totally normal. Family wherever you can find family. But the detail that was tripping me up was. They are both stepkids from different marriages mm-hmm. who are the same age, and the mm-hmm. divorces happened at the same time. Weird synchronicities. It was That's very synergy, man. It, <laughs> it was just synergy. so specific. I thought it was going to come into play later, or like, well, we're going to. My, at one point, Clark goes like, "Well, they're not my grandparents." Well, that's, well, okay. that's I was going to say maybe it's because I'm a I was a demure child, and I want and I didn't want to rock the boat too much. But I wouldn't have made fun of somebody else's grandparents. That's how, that seems like a no way, move, you know. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a well, real yeah, they're move. also your grandparents now, right? Like they are. Yeah. If if you're married into, they're your pop pop and your mama. Like yeah, you, you gotta. You gotta got, butter them up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta yeah, butter exactly. Them up. They're gonna be feeding you Popeyes all weekend. You gotta be nice. <laughs> Oh my Gumbo god! Gumbo in the TV show. Gumbo in the TV show. <laughs> oh, they, okay. oh, that's right. So, okay, so they replaced the Popeye. They just didn't want to make pies for it. They were like, get well, a big pot of stew, and it'll be easy to put on. And we wanted to cook it and make it. That look would good. maybe be a better choice too, because in the book, they these kids fucking complain so much about being served pies. It's nuts. <laughs> I know. They're so mad about it. I love. I love- chi- Ooh. I love chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie is incredible, kids. You idiots. <laughs> oh, was, yeah, was it? It was a chicken pot pie. I know there's like a rhubarb pie that they keep talking about. Like, oh, sweetest, sweetest sugar, rhubarb pie. And they're like, oh, gross. Oh, Can't believe we're going to eat rhubarb pie. pie, grandma. I'm like, what? Like, no. I know. Just, Listen, I know. here's what I'll say, though. We have no idea what the condition of that kitchen was like, considering true. that she does get attacked by roaches earlier. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, it could They been, are hoarders. Yeah, it could, yeah, yeah. It's it, you're right. You're right. It could have been those pies could have been nasty. They don't really give too much of a description of the pie, but yeah. Well, so that's what happens, right? They show up at the house. The grandparents come out. We learn that grandpa's deaf. Grandma likes to cook. Uh, basically, we're we're led into this disgusting castle, uh, a trash castle, <laughs> <laughs> the, Spence, the Spencer estate, a, tr- a trash, a trashle, if you will. Yes. <laughs> And they they go in. There's three windows. There's three disgusting turret windows. Uh, no windows in the show. No no windows. It's all dark. All dim. Not a one. Yeah, they are very specific in that there are zero windows. Just the door mm. has like a little uh, like entryway. Gotcha. I'm kind of okay. concerned about that real life building not having windows. There's some, <laughs> some messed up shit going on in there. How do you yeah. get airflow in this thing? I guess the whole thing is just it's like a castle, right? So there's just the mortar is not great everywhere, and there's just going to be yeah. drafts, right? And that's how you sure. get fresh air. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's almost like realistic, where they're like, "Oh, we need to have no no windows in this castle so that for protection, easy to defend." Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it, it made more. It made some sense now that you guys mentioned it in the book because it every once in a while the kids would kind of. While they're trying to escape, would would uncover like a window as if that was a big deal, right? Like, right? Like, oh, this is a this is a window we can break through. I'm like, there's not windows in every room. I'm so like, <laughs> I missed that detail. I guess the first part of the book, yes. I wasn't sure why this was the the one door in the video game level that you could open right, as opposed right. to all the other ones. Yes. it's weird. It's a weird detail. <laughs> it's a very weird detail, but it you know he he check off the gun it and he definitely laid out. Hey, there's only three windows here, guys. Three windows. Yeah. Here, guys. So yeah, uh, yeah. It does. I will say though that um, 
the beyond the fact that it is like a castle, it does their descriptions do kind of remind me of going to my own grandparents in terms of like they lived in a mountainous area of New mm-hmm. York, so there was a lot sure. of forest surrounding it. Okay. Scratchy blankets, creaky floorboards. Oh yeah, you know, I was I was like, all right, I'm putting myself in their shoes. I'm back in it. Grandma's cooking too much. Uh-huh. I'm there. Yeah, she's yeah she's trying to feed me <laughs> up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so who else thought that when they got fed tons of food at the beginning that the grandparents were in it in on it with the monsters and were going to feed them to the monsters? Did you guys think absolutely, that? absolutely? I thought we had I, a, like a Hansel and Gretel situation. I I was considering more that something was up like they were feeding the beast in the backyard i Mm -hmm. I honestly was too triggered about again they are complaining about blueberry pancakes do you know how much i would love homemade blueberry pancakes i know oh Oh my god (laughs) it sounded delightful although i gotta say i was freaked out that the grandmother apparently didn't know how to properly eat because there was just food all over her face they did describe the batter (laughs) was all over the kitchen like dripping off the stove and blueberry stuff like on her mouth and she like wiped it into her hair like she like like the parents dropped them (laughs) off with these grandparents and they're senile they're senile they, yeah. Look, they talk about how bad they smell too. Yes. You know? <laughs> what the did hell? the parents? Did the parents even like inspect the house? It seemed like they kind of just dropped <laughs> them off and were like, "All right, just ring the door. The grandparents will will know what to do." Bye. You like, know what? It, it was, was a like work exchange. emergency. <laughs> I, you know what? I was just going to say, George, I think like the, the director of the TV show definitely read into what RL was trying to say, which is that the parents were going on a fuckcation and they yeah, did not want sure. these kids around. <laughs> Um, absolutely. And I mean, God, this kid is such a whiner too, Clark. Like mm-hmm. he's like, um, she, the grandma at one point is like, oh, you guys should go play. And, um, I think that this comes up more in the TV show. They really emphasize it, but he's like, play. What are we? Two years old. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. first of all, you're practically two years old. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> you're not 15. So you're two. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, like that's a classic lament of the foolish child, man. You gotta, you gotta get those play times in while you can. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to miss, kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a five-year-old listening to this podcast, first, first, go get an adult. Second, enjoy it while you can. That's right. Nap time, play time. Make them, make them last for as long as possible. Do that all day as much as possible. Eat, uh, nap, there, play. There's one detail I want to call out, too, that, that's mentioned because it comes up really important later, and I want to ask your boys about this. Okay. Is, the the town itself is non-existent. Mm-hmm. It's it, they they refer to that there's like Mud a town. phone in one a phone in town at like the sheriff's station or something, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to get a call out. And the grandparents are just fine. I guess they just bone all the time in this castle. I don't know what they do. <laughs> uh, so like, I well, the, guess the grandfather is constantly working due to his deep puritan work ethic that he's got <laughs> yeah he's well he's always adding new new layers to the house yes. like that famous ghost house where she just kept adding floors yes yes <laughs> he's uh he's a big hunter too in the tv show oh uh, okay. huh. so so he goes out into the swamp to hunt cool that makes cool. more sense than just deaf grandpa who likes blueberry pancakes mm. in the, yeah in the book. and screams things it, like works builds thirsts <laughs> Is he wrong, Paul? He's not wrong. No, he's got, not wrong. That's very true. It's wor- those are words <laughs> to live by, for sure. Well, well, so I guess, like, not to nitpick it too much, but I guess the parents called ahead to the <laughs> sheriff. The sheriff came in because everything's delivered by letters here. Right. Mm-hmm. Delivered a letter to the grandparents that just said, hey, your kids are dropping off their grandkids. Be ready. And then the grandparents <laughs> said, oh, thank you, officer. Good day. And then they went back about the lie, you know, the lie that they live every day with a uh-huh. uh, 
with a monster. Right. That's right. true. I mean, God, how long did it take to set up this, like, stay there? It the, was the, the, the situation is very weird. So that I also recall is it doesn't seem like the grandparents had a car, I guess. I don't know. Right. It, yeah, they had a car, but it was in the shop. But the guy was going to just drop it off at some point, I guess. Oh, I, I guess, which is important because the grandparents abandoned them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Okay. We've talked about these kids. We, we have them almost die. They almost fall through holes in the floor. They like, mm-hmm. like George, like you said, they discover cockroaches and are swarmed. They have them swarm upon their bodies. Truly uh, disgusting. Truly disgusting. Truly, that's horrific. The great in thing a is box like, of old magazines and newspapers, which is the most old person thing in absolutely. the world to do. They, look, the, the grandma, for the grandfather is, again, he's deaf and just devoted to doing whatever menial activities he can find for himself where he's not in the house all day. The grandmother's cooking and obsessed with the fact she's completely delusional. She thinks that her house is filled (laughs) with treasures, which as we see with these children as they're walking through this house, all it is is literally trash. Just like Mm -hmm. boxes of trash filled with bugs that eat trash. And it's just it it it's again a trassel. That's all. This I'm, sure like, I'm sure there's like five pre-Civil War coins that they, they probably had some collector's there's, value buried. Maybe there are some riches hidden in there. Yeah, they yeah. yeah that treasures line really stuck out to me too, especially because there was a a, a passage in this book that just shook me to my core. Oh, okay. When. Gretchen is like exploring and she finds the porcelain doll with no eyes, Dude. just holes that bore into the like porcelain white of the face. Like, truly, what the fuck this, was that? Like, yeah, it, that was a great image. That was a scarier doll than Slappy. Like, that yeah, was a, yeah, a more yeah. interesting visual. Very, than- very frightening. <laughs> there, yeah, there <laughs> was, like- there were some sincere horror images throughout this entire book, including that one. And, yeah. but, but like ultimately the first 12 chapters are just you know you're just like what is going on but then at the end i think of like chapter 12 or maybe 13 or 14 in that range we do we do a complete 90 degree turn into real fucking monster territory yeah this book yeah. realizes that it's at the halfway point and can probably start doing some <laughs> stuff and it yeah. just escalates they scramble to catch up they're like oh by the way here you go oh by the way <laughs> I don't, and, and real quick, what did you guys see the monster as in your head? For me, Sweetums yeah. from the Muppets. I do. Yes. I was going to say that like, so first of all, again, very different in the show. Mm-hmm. It's like in the show, it's like a bipedal like worm, like W-Y-R-M. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, cool. it's weird. Uh, but in this, I was I was trying to get a picture out in my head. And basically what I got was um, a green gorilla with an alligator head. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> That's how it's described in the it's described in the book. It says a gorilla body with an alligator head and rows of teeth. But like, yeah, but the eyes were like on the side and not on the top, like an actual alligator. Right, um, right. Really weird, disconcerting. Um, you I, guys, I also like. Do you guys remember my pet monster from the eighties? Yes. Uh, I, here, I'm gonna post a picture check. of it real quick. This is what I thought. Oh I yeah! Thought. Wait. See, is this not the noble Romans pizza mascot? I'm so confused by this. I don't know what you're talking about. The <laughs> Do you know noble Roman. Romans pizza? <laughs> like there was no. a. No. Maybe some, that was more of a Midwest chain. That's some Indiana shit right there. We had little Caesars, <laughs> and that's it. 
Yeah, okay. All right. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna look this up. So yes, the My Pet Monster Paul, you talk about while I share you what I was getting confused okay. about. Well, I just I just it was either Sweetums or My Pet Monster, and we'll put the picture in in with the show notes. Uh, yeah. My Pet Monster. Those are both reasonable. That it just for some reason I think it was the claws on the cover made me think of that. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not gorilla hands yeah, at all. I, not I was all. picturing I was picturing Sweetums mixed with um that like. Nomu Japanese mascot, like the or not Nomu, whatever it is, the little brown uh, square guy. Oh, Domo, oh, Domo, 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 oh, yeah, Domo, yeah. yeah, Domo, mixed with a Skeksis's head from Dark Crystal. Like, oh, that's what wow. I was that's, picturing. That's Terri- terrifying. That is ridiculously <laughs> scary, Chad. But I mean, hey, yeah. it's it's almost a, a, a testament to by not overly describing it, it's more scary in your head than yes, than what it is. So. Would you say, George, that the monster on the TV is that scary as well, Chad? Jesus so I just, just describe both my pet monster and the noble Roman's pizza mascot. Both They're of the- both blue monsters with big teeth, except uh, the noble Roman's mascot has tomatoes for eyes and a pepper for a nose, which is that way more is horrifying. Incredible. Wow. wow. Both of those pictures need to be... Yeah, you will, we will post that with this episode. Because <laughs> Realizing now it's just copyright infringement off of a Muppet character as a kid that I yes. didn't connect the dots on. Yes. It's a good one, though. Uh, was So was the monster, George, in the TV show, was it scary? No, not okay. at all. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was interesting, too, because... For, there is some out of character stuff here for Clark where mm-hmm. he's like, I want to play hide and seek. And it's like, that doesn't seem probable. Right. He wants right. To do that. The scared kid wants to go hide in the scary house. <laughs> Let's go hide in the bug room. Let's just like yeah. lay down in the bugs. And then, the, and then his sister has the bright idea to have a hide and seek standoff, which I think is the most <laughs> boring idea a kid could ever have. After cheating. She also cheated by counting by fives. Yes. And then, mm. Like, oh, man. And then, yeah, she's just like, he'll get bored and he'll come find me. We'll play on my terms. It's a cold (laughs) war of of hide and seek, I guess. Yeah, boring attrition. A war war of boring attrition is what they're going to have. It's insane. It really made me laugh that this the idea of these two kids just hiding in different parts of the house, just waiting for the other one to finally give up. They're so bored. She's so bored she's about to read the old magazines her grandparents have. So I I guess I kind of get it. Which, by the way, I assume those magazines were either uh, like New York Post or just porno mags. Yeah, no. They were for sure. It was like good housekeeping or just the filthiest, raunchiest <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. you've ever seen. <laughs> Especially after the the grandma was like, "Oh, don't go in that room." You know, we have all kinds of stuff in there. And, oh yeah, and well they, that, that's right. The one the one rule they said right, which I was getting a lot of like Hill House vibes from this yes. whole book, which was like, you can hang out anywhere you want. Please explore, even go into, but except for that one room where we. That we keep valuable stuff. Please don't go into it. They right. go into it immediately. Right. Of course. Well, I mean, if you're of a, course, if, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you should know that that is literally the the words that you say if you want the kid to go to that room. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell the kids that that's where you store the green beans or something. You know right. what I mean? Like right. so yeah. they won't want to go check out. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. And if you open the door and get the green beans out, that's what we're having for dinner tonight. There you go. Kids oh. are not going in there. God, that wow. would solve so many parental parental problems for me. <laughs> I think if if any of us decide to become a parent, we're gonna have that thing down pat because we just figured yeah. it out. There you go. We're set. <laughs> so of course they go in the room they're not supposed to go in, and when she opens the door, there stands the my pet monster or the noble Roman pizza monster, <laughs> you know something. It, and, it felt very sloth from Goonies, right? Yes. That shot of when you first see sloth like his back turned, sitting in a chair eating. Yes. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, he's munch. What is he? He's munching on something, right? When they, I think it's he's eating the blueberry. He's eating the blueberry pancakes in the in the book. Oh, the that's one that, oh, was that a watermelon yeah. in the in the I show? I think it is a watermelon in the show. <laughs> what? Sure, fine. I guess that's grosser. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I guess he's eating the green part, right? I see. Yeah, because yeah, in the book, I thought it was kind of like. Oh, maybe this guy will be his friend. They they talk about how like I did also know, think that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just scarfing down a big plate of pancakes and mm-hmm. happily and he's fine until the kids like scream there's a monster in the house and they leave the door open. Right. Yeah. Well, that was it was like he's eating this thing that's clearly not meat. And mm-hmm. so they open it up. There's that. I'm like, I, I see it clearly in my head. They're going to get chased around. And then at the end, they're going to be like, oh, he's actually an herbivore. Yes. You know, problem yes. solved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, not the case. No, not, <laughs> not the, the case. Not the case. But you're on to something there, George. I think you really are. I, I, yeah. So like now we get into from here on out. The story clips along, right? Now we're mm-hmm. now we're having the monster chase. They're running around the house. The grandparents are, uh, you know, seemingly uh, oblivious to this in- insane monster that's loose in the house. Right? Well, right, they, yeah. If I if I may add, they they mm-hmm. call for the grandparents. They run down. They call up the three different flights of the building over yep. and over. Yep. And they're like, "Where are our grandparents?" The dog is freaking <laughs> out. Charlie, the dog is freaking. They put they lock the dog in a room. I don't know if that's know. smart or terrible. I know. Uh, and then uh, yeah, that was that was a that was one where I was like, maybe a good idea, yeah. <laughs> maybe a good idea, but also like, don't sacrifice the dog, you know? What I mean, yeah. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and poor Charlie. And I believe they pretty much immediately discover that as they run out to the door, that the front door and back door have both been locked from the outside. Yes, and bolted the pa- shut. And the grandparents are driving away in a car that suddenly works. Right. It, like we, right. we the we the mechanic the mechanic showed up. While they were looking for this monster, yes. dropped the car off in perfect timing, and then the grandparents peeled the fuck out. <laughs> they left the kids <laughs> to die. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> and the best the best part is, so like, yeah, the chase happens. Uh, they're running through the house. Really not a lot actually happens other than- Have the they found the letters by this point? Have so they... yes, so they, so they the, run yeah, down to the kitchen. Happens. And this is where, like, okay, all right, guys. The beginning of this book, pretty boring. Then a real monster shows up, right? And it's yeah. scary and it's cool. Like we're like, oh great, a real monster. This is true horror. It's uh, chasing them through the hallways and it smashes furniture over its knee at one point, which yeah, seems really bad. It does a backbreaker on a stool. Yeah, it keeps, <laughs> it keeps breaking shit to show how powerful it is to these kids. Um, it's great. Great gorilla gorilla gator. Yes, the gorator. Yeah, it's it's like it's fucking stuff up left and right to show these kids that it will snap them like twigs. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But then we get to the kitchen. They finally run down to the kitchen. They escape the monster briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find two letters addressed to them on the refrigerator. <laughs> and now I'm, tr- I'm trying to get to the actual letters because and, and RL really pulls this moment and like takes every ounce of drama and, and pours it into it as he can. Right, Ugh. because yeah. we start to read the letter, and let's see. Let me let's see if I can find these that. letters. Made me so mad. These this, guys, I, I, these letters are so infuriating. These, these letters. The letter. Oh, go ahead. The George. letter was infuriating, but Gretchen's reaction to it truly made me laugh out loud. Like <laughs> when she, I'll let you read the letter first, Paul. But right. God, her reaction. I think is just we great. have to read the letter because yeah, yeah. Well, there's two letters. You had you had to distinguish <laughs> on which one. On which yes, one? The first letter because we they're they're read at separate times in the story and. 
it's fantastic. They're, it's fantastically terrible. It's such a slap in the face to the children that are reading this book. It's so <laughs> insulting. It's so insulting to me, to you guys, to the children that had to read this book. Are you ready for this? Here are yes. the letters. He's reading this. Clark is reading this with trembling fingers. Dear Gretchen and Clark, we're sorry to do this to you, but we had to leave. A few weeks ago, a swamp monster invaded our house. We, ca- <laughs> we captured it in the room upstairs. Then we didn't know what to do with it. We didn't have a car, so we couldn't get to a phone to call for help. We've lived in terror for the past few weeks. <laughs> We were afraid to let the monster out. It's so loud and angry all the time. We know it, we know it would have killed us. <laughs> They're st- the kids are still scared. We didn't want to tell your parents about the creature. If we did, they wouldn't let you guys come over. Why? Yeah. Because a deadly monster is in our house. <laughs> yeah, but they also maybe would have been like, hey, mom and dad, maybe you should leave too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just complained about how we couldn't call anybody for help, <laughs> but instead we wrote a letter and hid the problem that we had. Hey, hey, we're going to bolt the doors right now, and we're all going to get in your guys' car that has a new fresh tire, and we're going to drive to and the police. we're going to get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, get in the car, and then the dog just hops in the car, and everything's and fine. everything's fine. Here's the best there part. Here's the best part. is because Right, that all makes logical sense. But here's the, here's their reasoning for not doing that. We don't get many visitors here. They're fucking lonely. <laughs> <laughs> They're lonely. So I think this might is this might be more of like condemnation of the parents at this yeah, point. Uh, that's true. We wanted to see you, but I guess we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> at least they feel a little guilt, right? You should have gone to Atlanta with your mother and father and left, left us here to die. I guess we were wrong to let you stay. Okay. All right. And then here all we right, go. So, here we go. Yeah. So, well, just to add on to, to, to picture when this letter was written... In what, the 15 minutes since grandma said, <laughs> go play upstairs. Yes. And then they, then grandparents quickly got their shit together, got the car keys, wrote these letters, put them on the fridge with magnets, and just locked the doors. They didn't wrote even this, try to tell them. Wrote this letter that breezes over their complete lapses in logic. But they, <laughs> <laughs> and Gretchen, Gretchen is like, oh, they guess. Yeah. They guess they were wrong. <laughs> Her <laughs> truly burst out laughing. Dude, it's great because it's like RL just being like, yeah, I totally did not put any logic behind this thing. These no. kids are going to flip out. He like completely, <laughs> it, he <laughs> he guesses how the children reading his book are going to feel and just puts it right in there for yeah. you. Yeah, Paul, Paul, there's more to this letter too, if you don't mind, if you want to continue. Yeah, it. oh, it's great because they after they just talk about how they're lonely and that's that's the reason they left their kids, their grandchildren. <laughs> also, by the way, very believable. Uh, yes, I, yeah. I, I, I could see my parents writing this letter. I and love I, them to <laughs> death, but I could see them writing this letter. We missed you. You never visit anymore. Yeah. You never visit anymore. Die with this monster now. <laughs> We've been feeding the creature, slipping food through an opening. Grandpa sawed in the bottom of the door. <laughs> thirsty work. It's the, it's, it, it'll make you thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Better drink your milk. The monster, <laughs> it, it, by the way, milk in the hot swamp in the middle of summer? No thanks. Oh, oh God. God. I'm getting gum, uh, uh, gumbo vibes from there. Not gumbo. I'm getting uh, cotton uh, mouth gum- just thinking about what, it. What's the movie I'm thinking of? Not gumbo. It's uh. Is it combo? No. The Milk was a bad choice. Harmony <laughs> the Harmony Corinne. Harmony Corinne movie. Oh, yeah. oh Gummo or it's whatever. Gummo. Gummo. Yeah. I've never That's seen it. I just know that shot of that kid sitting in like a bath of sp- soup or whatever. He's eating, or whatever. Like, yeah. was like eating spaghetti <laughs> and, and drinking milk in a hot tub. It's disgusting. Gross. Oh Gross. god. Oh god, no. Uh, the monster eats a lot, but we had to feed him. We were afraid not to. We- <laughs> 
Here's And here's the thing. We know it's unfair to run off now, but we're just going for help. We'll be back soon as we can find someone. Someone who knows what to do with the horrible beast. Sorry, kids. We really are. But we had to bolt you inside the house to make sure you didn't wander into the swamp by yourself. It's not safe out there. It's, <laughs> it's nuts. Even from a horror standpoint, it is so insane. Well, and yeah, George, to get back crazy. to George, to get back to your point, her response to that mentally, she thinks, were they for real? <laughs> <laughs> and they, again, he just sees through his own lack of logic, has the kid voice it, and we're supposed to accept it. And then here's the best part, guys. Sorry, kids. We really, really are sorry. But just remember one thing. You are perfectly safe as long as the monster let out a loud bellow and Clark dropped the letter and it floated underneath the refrigerator. Oh, my God. Worst. And I mean, God, it's like the worst cliffhanger I've ever seen, especially when you take into account the payoff. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it's great. It's great. Because so they like. They fumble for this thing, right? They, the they milk, the- they warm milk this in the summer for like a good two <laughs> two chapters of just yeah. trying to get the paper out. Yeah. While the monster rampages upstairs and is coming downstairs, uh-huh. I guess. He bro, he just dangles this thing out there for you for so long. And then they finally get it out and he opens up the letter as long as you do not open the door and let the monster out. Thanks, chapters ago. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank that you. happened like five chapters ago. I know. It's in it's insanity. It's insanity. Yeah. And I can't I can't disagree. It, the book was going like it was it wasn't going great, then it was going great, and then they threw this at you. Oh, there's one addendum, by the way, to that to the first letter. If the monster escapes, you will have no choice. You'll have to find a way to kill it. Yes, so, that's like, right. So the, that's right. They're aware as they're writing it that their advice might not be followed or it might be too late to write that. Like they're hearing their kids upstairs messing around near the monster door. And they're like, you know what? I'll well, put one in this of extra is. tip just in case. One of them hears that. <laughs> Only you're, you're, right. Right. you're right. The grandma hears it. Yeah. Here's a classic example of, of not listening to your inner voice because they wrote this whole <laughs> thing out and noticed many lapses in their own logic. <laughs> but we're not self-aware enough to ruminate upon that for a brief moment and maybe solve the problem that was before them very easily. Yeah, yeah. If, if it was like malicious intent, if there was some, like, I'm not trying to, to re-break this book, but like, if it was something like where the grandparents always hated them mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. they blamed Clark for uh, breaking up the first marriage, I'm just like spitballing. Something, something yeah. Anything where I get why maybe these callous grandparents would be like, we're letting you take the sacrificial hit while mm-hmm. we go get help kind of mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Also, do you realize how easy it would be to just solve this situation in that like they could have like opened up both doors, walked into town, stayed there for a week, come back. That monster would have been gone. Starved to death. <laughs> Starved to death. Yeah. Or or, or, like, or walked away. You're right. They're literally like just feeding this thing. It, like they in, they captured it. <laughs> Yeah, took yeah. no steps to just it, try and get it to it, leave. It wandered in like they left the screen door unlocked, and they were just <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, uh, it's in here now." So, yeah. this, well, this, it's like when a bird gets into your house. You gotta just open up the windows. You let it get out on its own. Let it work <laughs> itself out. Let nature I, take its course. I was expecting the car, the letter to say like, "You'll have to kill it." By the way, since this is the South, we all own guns. There's a shotgun <laughs> under the dresser, you know. Or whatever, but no, there's no advice given to what to do. It's just figure it out because we we couldn't do it. We could. We've yeah. abandoned you, uh, and I think this might be RL's condemnation for 
Uh, he was putting the blame on his parents. He couldn't accept his boomer responsibility <laughs> in the world. Gretchen's also already hurt after she face plants from the stool. That's true. The, she might have gotten a concussion. Yeah. I mean, they're really just in a in a bad spot. The, and the best part is she does trip over that stool and smacks her head on the ground. And then uh, they find this letter. And then the, the monster chases after again and brandishes the stool before he smashes it. <laughs> I, that's my favorite one. He, he shows like, yeah, you, this is going to be your skull. And then he just <laughs> yes, smashes yes. it over his knee. Yes. It's it's impressive. It it just at this point, I'm just mad. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just angry at this book. I was a little frustrated that that was the setup for why there was a monster in the house. I I was so upset because I was like, wow, he gave us an actual like scary monster. And there's some it's really like a creepy setting and a scary monster. And then he squanders it with that terrible, terrible letter. Oh, yeah, because I think there's something about the the core hook of this book that genuinely is maybe one of the scariest things in goosebumps like i kept picturing it as like the the video game level right like mm-hmm. the the pt demo of this book right which it's unfair to give uh rl the level of artistic quality <laughs> as the pt demo but like that would grandpa be gen- was a real drag <laughs> <laughs> but like that would be genuinely terrifying to be hunted through like a, a, a Resident Evil mansion by mm-hmm. a big unstoppable like Sweetums. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and and the mechanics yeah. they talk about doing are kind of video gamey, right? Like, oh, let's let's run. Their big their big ter- ideas. We know that there's a dead, dilapidated stairway on the second floor. Right. Very unsafe. Right. Let's trick the the monster into falling off while we hang off the banister. Really scary. That's a very scary idea. Yeah, definitely. It is. I also it works so much better in uh in in the in the book than it does in the TV oh, show. Oh, do they do the same thing in the show? They do the they do the plan, but you have no time to like sit on it. In the book, they do this fake out death where he falls through the yeah. through the like the hole in the stairs and then like they're like great we're done she's like fantasizing about how she's gonna tell her parents how right she was about mm-hmm. not wanting to come and like so relatable to just be like for once they'll be forced to admit that they were wrong yeah i was right very relatable and like you're like oh man this is great it worked the monster's dead she's gonna get the parents to admit that they were wrong and then you look at how much book is left and you're like oh fuck uh-huh, yeah <laughs> well and that, that's the great part about this and i think george just plays to your expertise of this is like a slasher film at the end now right oh yeah the monster oh, yeah. keeps coming back it's great that's right uh, it, it is. It, it, it's the unstoppable force for sure. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a great. So. There's a great like shot called out in the book. At another point of like, at some point, the monster is holding Grandpa's saw. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, I was already kind of feeling chainsaw massacre like right. vibes from this book already, and now I'm like, oh, the monster's got a goddamn tool. Like it, it was. That was a very cool shot. He never does anything with the saw. Yeah. He, he, he completely <laughs> abandons it. He backbreakers that too. He backbreakers. Yeah, he keeps, keeps smashing. Every, he keeps baning all of them. <laughs> uh, I do want to say I wanted to go back to your PT comment, and I want to say, Chad, that mm-hmm. this book, like a fine work of art, raises way more questions at the end than <laughs> than it than it answers. Mm-hmm. Well, you, uh, you, the listener, might be going. Didn't they mention that there were two letters at the beginning? Yes. yes. It was very much spelled out that there were two letters. Yes. And then the kids completely forget about the other letter. The second of the letter. Book. Well, so so they do their plan and they do and they do drop this monster on its ass and knock it out and they think they kill it, right? So yeah. then they try to escape the house again, but they can't again. They're they're downstairs, they're smashing on windows, they're trying to get out. 
can't get out. Monster they they don't out. have the diamond key yet. To they don't. Get yes, out. Or, right, the, yes, or, yeah. or the red gem to put into the slot to escape yes. the mansion. Yes, they didn't look at that fine piece of art and pull the arm off and <laughs> find that it was actually a gear. So they, you know, they didn't do these steps, and the monster comes back and it's chasing them again. Uh, and they come up with another plan, right? And it's great mm-hmm. because it actually, it actually, you know, does a good job of taking some stuff from the beginning. And they realize, oh, our grandparents have been feeding this monster, so it likes the food that our grandparents feed it. The the, the daughter Gretchen decides, oh, I'll put tons of poison inside of this. Oh my food. god, this poison! Very is- disturbing. <laughs> this poison. Dude. It was very scary that, and like they, and she loads this thing up: rat poison, bleach, turpentine. <laughs> she even throws a couple mothballs in there for good measure. Those things stink. You yeah, know? she so- sprinkles like like uh, laundry crystals or something on top. She's doing like a gourmet uh, assortment of poisons in this pot. Yeah. <laughs> There's seven different poisons on this thing. I I wrote each one down. There oh, are go seven go of them. Go ahead. What are they? And what do we got? It's you got turpentine, drain mm-hmm. cleaner, mm-hmm. rat poison, mm-hmm. ammonia, oh. orange paint mothballs and then she just sprays bug spray on top that's right the bug spray for the final measure i'm surprised she didn't create poisonous gas that would kill them with this combination (laughs) if anything she really should have just put out a big jar of rat poison and wrote pie on the side of it and that would have been just as efficient of what she was doing yeah Uh, Um, she's really like she's enjoying it though it's like really like disturbing how much she's like oh we're gonna we're gonna get this thing like this is just an animal yes yeah (laughs) it's it's kind of like not, not to, to look at this filter all the time, but like they would never be able to make this now in terms of I, did, did she pour these many poisons in the TV show, George? So this is where the spice comes back in Okay. okay. because what they do is in, they have this giant pot of gumbo that grandma had made mm-hmm. and they just put a shitload of hot sauce in there oh, and they say sure. the hot sauce is going to explode its stomach and it'll die. Um, and That's more of a prank than anything. Okay. <laughs> So. We're going to prank the fuck out of this monster, and it's going to be so embarrassed it's going to leave. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, they probably were like, we probably shouldn't have kids uh, watching other kids put a bunch of poison. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, 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 the constant note I've, I've run into is in, in TV is always, if it's a repeatable behavior, you can't do it. Yep. I wasn't yeah. sure if I was in the 90s, probably the same thing, so I would be surprised if the hot sauce is is the the fix for that for TV but like yeah all all these like red flag alarms just kept going off as i read like oh no you do not want to tell <laughs> no. kids to put turpentine in a pie as to a like prank right. yeah yeah hey is this bully messing you up put ammonia in this like, oh like my no, God. no no kids are going to learn the wrong lessons from this yes and but here's the thing so the result is the same right from 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 both in okay. that they it, they initially are like, oh, yeah, this is delicious. And like in the show, they're like, fuck, he likes spicy food. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and he, he likes the poison, too. Yeah, and it's this very like over-the-top like pantomime from the Gorilla Gator who's, uh-huh. like, who's like, oh, yeah, rubbing my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. The whole time I, I was picturing uh, after you described it, the uh, Taka and Razor from Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm picturing now that exact thing when they eat the mm-hmm. the, the drug-filled donuts. Yes. And yep. they rub their tum-tums because yeah, like, they're, mm-hmm. they're babies because that's what they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's intense as hell. But then 
afterward they're like, oh great, he he enjoys it, and then he dies uh-huh. in theory. In both, yeah, in, in both of them, he yeah. dies. Okay. And the <laughs> and kids don't. You know, the kids don't double tap. They need to always. You got to always right. double tap. Well, the oh, oh, uh, in the in the book, uh, Clark does try to double tap. He throws his comic book at its head when it's there. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. I guess that's it. That's the final strike. <laughs> yeah, it is, and and. The fact that they do this fake out a second time, the first time I was like, all right, I'm in on this. Sure. The second time they pulled this fake out, I was like, that's too much. Yeah, yes. you're like, come on. Like, again, you're insulting my intelligence here, book. <laughs> yeah, especially because, like, Gretchen goes up to it and she, like, kicks it. And yeah. she's, like, she's, like, looking at its eyes and she's like, it's dead. Yeah, Good. I think it's its eyes roll up into its head. I, I believed the monster was genuinely dead at this moment. Yeah. It paid yeah. off on things from earlier on the book at least in terms of the pies mm-hmm. 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 yeah they 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 definitely convince you that it's dead uh and they try to they find another door uh that they didn't know about before but it's also locked right um, yeah. so they're in the in the room but then the monster pops up one last time it's it's towering over them and the dog charlie tries to come to to the rescue and he throws the dog which is traumatizing i was so worried about charlie me too i was so worried yeah. about him but yeah, yeah. instantly he's like, Charlie's okay. <laughs> like they had, <laughs> he throws that in right away so that you're not worried for too long. Uh, and and then the, then it starts smashing more stuff. I think it breaks a shovel over its leg because uh, <laughs> she tries to hit it with the shovel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then the uh, the final the final kill happens, right? Well, I want to I want to describe yeah, please. what they describe this guy as because earlier they're described as bulging alligator eyes yes. on the side of his head, mm-hmm. and then here they completely change it, and all of a sudden his eyes were deep dark pools with tiny worms swimming in them, Whoa. hot sour breath, and a mouth full of bugs. He is a swamp. She realized. <laughs> it's like this is first of all not what we've been being chased by right, this entire right. time. Yeah. <laughs> And second of all, that description is so much scarier than anything right. that's been described. RL's like, let me have my poetry moment now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was really like, all right, this is it. Final confrontation time. Right. Again, very slashery. Yes, yeah. And he puts his teeth upon her. He licks her to get a to get a little taste, a little appetizer <laughs> taste, right? And then yep. he speaks and says, You human? You human? And <laughs> and then she says, Yes. And he kills over and dies because he says he's allergic to humans. Yeah. yeah. He's smart enough to understand re- allergies. Like he's- yes. <laughs> and th- that's the big point, Chad, is this thing is aware and has knowledge of allergies, which means <laughs> they accidentally imprisoned and killed a sentient <laughs> being. Yeah. No shit. This thing was mad when it got out. Yeah. <laughs> they imprisoned it and then murder it. Unbelievable. He feels... Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Chad. I, I, I just I, I was so <laughs> flabbergasted by like it felt like it dropped the ball on the ninety nine yard or the one yard line kind <laughs> yes. of thing. Like yes. like that idea of okay okay, like it's pretty scary. I hope the monster bites them and they pull out a, a gun and they shoot it right in the, the mouth like jaws and explode <laughs> yeah. or something. Uh-huh. But instead it's just like it's like the joke ending kind of that RL likes to do yes. at a time yeah. that the book hadn't really been funny in any way beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yep. I was so mad. I'm sorry. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was Clark in the show, so it's interesting that they oh, switched that. Interesting. Yeah, 
Um, and he just like sticks his hand out, and this dumb like rubber dragon, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like his hand goes like fully down its throat, uh. and then he's like, "Oh, you human!" And then it does the whole thing. It was not impressive. And then it dies <laughs> and falls through, the, and I'm assuming it falls through the door, right? In the same in the same manner. No, it explodes. Actually, oh, what? <laughs> that's cool. Oh, cool. That's yeah, they get cool. covered in slime, which is a, which is a nice moment. Oh, man, a cool Nickelodeon moment for us. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, yeah. As opposed to its body just decomposing slowly here in the yes. house. Yes. <laughs> like everything else in this old abandoned house. Yeah, they'll never find it. No, no, no. Uh, and, and also, just like, at this point, like I, I kind of lost track of how long they've been in the house. They referred. There's something in the, near the end where either uh, one of the kids says, "Like we spent all day running yeah. from this thing." Mm-hmm. And, like, the parents aren't back. The grandparents aren't back yet. Like, what are you guys <laughs> doing? Uh, Listen, for all we know, the grandparents fucking drove off the road. And right. Oh right. my god, they might <laughs> be like, dead in the swamp. Old people, especially deaf old people. Not great drivers. Typically. No, I don't. I don't have any trust in these uh, grandparents to be able to uh, transport themselves safely anywhere. Right. Plus, I mean, you just look at the fact that all old people are a reminder of our own mortality to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And like these, th- uh, these grandparents are a nightmare scenario. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I'm sure the town does not accept them or want them in it. So I, I don't think yeah, that's that's why they're out there yeah. in the swamp. I don't think they're getting any help when they go to town. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but these two these two old smelly people just roll up and are like, "Please, there's a monster in our house." We've been feeding it for weeks. We left our chil- <laughs> grandchildren with it. <laughs> and well, and Gretchen does say that she's like, "No one is gonna believe. Yes. Like, no one will come back." Yes, yeah, they know that they have to take this into their own hands. And they have to survive on their own. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, it, it's an all day affair. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's an all-day affair. They do that. They get out into the woods. And then they remember that there's a second letter. Because, of course, the grandparents remembered some other information in their in their multiple lapses in logic as they were writing out their uh, their free association letter that they wrote oh to Oh, my God. Kids. Yeah. As, as they're just str- – I understand that the door opens to the swamp because that's how the video game worked, right? The monster mm-hmm. crashes against the door, and now it's open. Yep. Now you can go to the next level. Yep. But they decide to, like, let's take the walk through the swamp and not the road that is on the yeah. other side of the house. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Before they go, oh yeah, there was another letter that we just had on our had on us the whole time. And again, they didn't check the inventory. They didn't check the inventory. Yeah. They should have read. Their, yeah, they should have read through their whole inventory before. Oh, shit, we had green the- herbs all over this. Oh, we should have. I made this way harder on myself. Yeah. So, so they 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 finally pull out the other letter that their grandparents couldn't have possibly stuck in the same envelope as the first letter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so they they read the second letter and they say, oh, by the way, oh, you know what? I got to read the actual. Yeah, please letter. read Let's the letter. There. We got to read the letter. And they, and they argue over wanting to read the letter. Clark, for some reason, just doesn't want to read it, which I guess with how stupid the first letter was and how uh, infuriating it was, I guess I understand where he's coming from. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just he's done with them. He's like, I don't want anything to do with them or their dumb letters. Anymore. I have disowned those grandparents. I will. Ne- <laughs> I never they, I never owned them in the first place. Uh, no. Yeah. They're not my grandparents. Not at my all. idiot grandparents. But yeah, uh, I'll read it for you. Yeah, this letter's insane. Dear Gretchen and Clark, we hope you children are safe and well. Thanks. Shut up. <laughs> Thanks, you mean well. Amazing, amazing opening. <laughs> we forgot one word of warning in the first letter. If the monster gets out <laughs> and you do kill it and escape from the house, stay on the road. Do not go into the swamp. The monster's <sighs> wow. brothers and sisters live in the swamp. 
dozens of them. We think they are out there waiting for him. We've seen the monsters in the swamp. We've heard them whistling to each other every night. They're unhappy their brother was captured. They're waiting for him to return. So they pissed off the other monsters. Yeah. So whatever you do, stay out of the swamp. It's not safe out there. Stay out of the swamp. Good luck. We love you. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> XOXO, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they are like aware that these other swamp monsters are out there waiting for this one means that they know it's intelligent. Yes, they know. Yes, they, yes. Mm-hmm. they know what they've done, George. <laughs> Mon- they're the real monsters. Yeah, yes, they ha- they they realize that they have opened this box and they are responsible for the sin that is spilling out into the world. <laughs> yeah. We could have made a pie trail from the upper story down out to the swamp to let the monster out. Yes. But we decided, you know, we might be able to get like some money with a freak show traveling through town. So let's hold on to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. There was they were they realized that their house was boring as shit, and maybe they thought that this monster could have been like a friend for the kids to play with or something. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, this is the last page. What Paul read is the end of the book with probably the most fuck you I read out of pages that I've read in a goosebump book of so the, the good luck, we love you. A couple more chapters uh, or a couple more sentences go by yep. and they hear whistling. Gretchen Clark choked out my name. Do you hear that? What is that sound? What is it? Uh, it sounds like a whistle. That's what I thought he whispered. What do we now? Any ideas? No, Clark. I replied softly. I don't have any more ideas. How about you? That's it. Done. Done. Like that. Wow. It's the author's voice just going like, I, I don't know. Uh... Again, credits. again, this left me with so many questions. One, how much knowledge of human world do these monsters have? Two, are <laughs> they all allergic to humans? And if so, that means these kids are not are not in danger from the monsters eating them, but probably yeah. are being lost in the woods and starving or being killed, captured and held prisoner in uh, yeah. like a ransom. That's a hostage yeah. situation. Yeah, we got, I heard yeah we got a monster <laughs> hostage situation. The grandparents are gone. I don't know. Maybe the kids got eight. I, is this the first book where the kids are implied to have been killed too? Uh, I, there's definitely the like, oh, the monster is still there kind of like ending he does. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't recall a single example. This feels like this isn't the first time. It's uh-huh. it's more like, yeah, it raises questions where my first thought was exactly what you had, Paul, of uh, I, are all the monsters allergic to humans? If so, they there's no threat, right? Like there is right. little yeah. of it. But if not, that means that they essentially like kidnapped the the runt of the litter, right? They right. they kidnapped the weakest the poor, one, the poor kid and who's tortured allergic, it. and they yes. kept him trapped away. This is the prisoners of Goosebumps. Yes. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. They fucking. They just hear the whistle. The whistle from under the ground. It is. Oh like, my it is god, the, dude. <laughs> I think I think we know where prisoners came from. They read this Goosebumps <laughs> book. Yeah, uh, Villeneuve is just like, nobody read this Goosebumps book. <laughs> My secret source. <laughs> um, oh, wow. And I, I will say, I did just do a quick Google. Allergies do tend to run in the family. So, so I, sure. think these, I think these kids are going to starve to death more, more than likely than be eaten by the monsters. But they'll be scared the whole time. That's the real bad That's part. That's true. Yeah, the terror is what's going to kill them. <laughs> George, what did you think? How do you feel after finishing this book? Here's what I'll say. The grandparents suck. Yes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I thought that some of the horror moments genuinely worked for me. Yeah. In terms of like, I if I was a kid, I would have been like, wow, that's scary. Yeah. Um, and I think that I probably would have believed the first um, 
like f- death fake out too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there's a lot that works about this for me, especially because, um, you know, I, I listen to the show and, you know, you guys go through and uh, more often than not, it doesn't quite live up to the memory. Right. And so the, I, the fact that this, you know, comes even a little close and still has some scary moments. I'm going to say, I'm going to call this one a success for me. Okay. I think that the ending is pretty frightening in terms of like, wow, these kids are fucked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it ends on a good note. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that it's okay. Definitely there are parts that make absolutely no sense, but you get like a, a crazy monster running around a castle doing backbreakers on shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what more can you ask for? There, there's a poor, there's a poorer version of this Goosebumps book that follows even more of the tropes of just like they think they see something upstairs and it's them creeping around. Mm-hmm. More pranks. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Th- maybe there's one prank from the kids in this one, but like you could have been half a book of just so, one of them dresses up like the swamp monster and jumps yes. out. Like it's, yes. it is fun that yep. the monster is loose actively through the house. Yes. Yeah, and pretty early on. I mean, like you said, Paul, it's like halfway into the book when the monster gets out, and definitely it feels like they're compressing stuff into that back half. But mm-hmm. the fact that it it is like, hey, a monster for half of the book. <laughs> I'm I, like, all right, you can't complain <laughs> about that. I agree. I agree with you 100 percent in that regard. It's just that letter is so insulting. <laughs> the, the the letter it really and the, is, and the parents. Car situation game plan yeah. is nuts. Oh, and there's one detail I, I thought was worth mentioning was only uh, uh, that at one point they think the grandparents have come back, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. I forgot yeah, right? about Th- this. Was, this was like, I don't understand what the car travel situation is anymore. They think the grandparents have come back. They run out to the door. The monster's somewhere upstairs. And it's just the sheriff or the cop mm-hmm. has, or the guy in town with a gun has left a letter on the door from their parents saying yes, their grandparents. It's, yeah. Oh no, from, I think it's from oh, their no. parents. Oh, you're right. It is from yeah, the, it's it's from parents, their parents. saying we, we have to be out longer. Yeah, right. things are bad in Atlanta. We can't tell you what it is, but we're gonna have to be here longer. So, oh my God, it's the swamp monster. Pandemic. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say <laughs> the swamp monster is just. It's like it's like they've already they've already just like all come up at the same time. It's like the it's like the invitation, like the red light sure. has come on and everybody's out. Oh my God. I literally just watched that movie too. Oh, there you go. This is where you do the 10 Cloverfield lane of like, they get out, but then they get into town and swamp monsters have already taken over everything. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Yeah, the swamp monster was the one who drove up. <laughs> I have the car now. Honk, honk. Get up. But like, it's, yeah, it's such a, it's such an annoying detail to have in the yes. book. Cause it just like, it throws you every time of like, this is an unnecessary rule or detail yeah. that just makes you like, Right. Question why any of it's possible when monster in the house alone with the kids is scary enough as it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, I will say I agree that the letter is insulting, but Gretchen's reaction to it truly, like I said, it made me laugh. And so I'm willing to forgive it just for the sake of uh, (laughs) of Gretchen freaking out. And at least, yeah. And at least like he's kind of uh, acknowledging, right, that this is He's like, I know it's bad. You know, it's bad. Let's just get past this. We're just getting back to the monster. I just (laughs) want to get back to the monster. And, you know, there, I mean, how many 80s and, and 70s slashers are there that, you know, uh, you have to get through the shitty non-logical portions in yep. order to get to the good kills? Yep. So. You're right. You're right. I guess I can forgive it for that. This one was fine. Uh, at least it was interesting, right? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I had a blast reading this as opposed to other books where it have just been like, 
uh, then to call any of reading these a slog is kind of a pain because it's like it's it's, it's a kid's book right but mm-hmm. this this was a an interesting read at the very least as opposed to i feel like we're just pacing we're just treading water until we get to the to the end absolutely absolutely yeah i think that uh again yeah i think the past couple have been pretty interesting um, we're, i think we're entering a period of goosebumps where maybe he got a little bored of the way he was writing stuff and now he just decides to maybe uh take the shackles off and just go full boxers, <laughs> right the 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 juice is loose but yes. for rl stein yes. and, uh... <laughs> the goose is loose the, the yes, goose exactly. is loose I was going to say the Stein unwinds. Oh, oh my wow. God. I love it. Well, hey, George, George let me ask to connect it to, to obviously your uh, expansive knowledge of horror. Uh, we've referenced a few different movies already talking about this. It's like if you're listening to this episode or you read this book and you want a, a better mm. taste of swamp horror, do you have any like key recommendations of movies that people should check out? Great question. Wow, in terms of swamp horror, I mean, my first instinct is going to be Hatchet. Um, okay. It's basically, and it, it's a proud ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth. Um, okay, and it stars actually, um, oh boy, uh, Kane Hodder, who was uh, one of the. He's pretty much like the most famous person who actually portrayed Jason in terms of like, okay, um, uh, establishing sort of like a physical presence and establishing him as like a threat instead mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, and so. He plays the character, like the main bad guy, the force in the swamp hmm. uh, in Hatchet. And so there's a lot of fun kills. It's it's very goofy. It's very silly. It's sort of like B-movie on purpose kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But cool. you, could, you could do a lot worse. Also, Anaconda is fun. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just watched – oh, sorry, not Anaconda. I just watched Lake Placid last week. It's a blast. There you go. That's yeah. a lake, though, not a swamp. Sorry. 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 So, oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> Come Actually, on. it's called Lake Placid, but there's definitely a swamp in that movie when I think about it. Right? Yeah. Lakes lakes can be swampy. (laughs) A a swamp can flood into a body of water that stands in a more isolated pocket, I think. It's true. Yeah. All right, It's like a wetland area. (laughs) We're on on board, Chad. We're with you. Listen, Betty, to add on to that, not to hijack your recommendations, you should remind me, Lake Placid, Betty White is awesome in it. She's very, very good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What isn't she good in, though? That's true. That's true. That's true. Also, uh, I I just discovered that it's written by David E. Kelly, who created like Ally McBeal, Austin Legal. And it's so it's clearly a script he wrote before he became a TV showrunner. And it's fun to see characters having snappy dialogue. Except instead of like, I want to have a baby, it's there's an alligator eating people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good time. Well, it sounds Always like we time. have it sounds like we have some good movie pairings uh, based on this. That's great. Thank you again for that, George and Chad. And, of, course, and, of course. And George, thank you for being on the show. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, absolutely. This was really uh, a joy for me. I'm glad that we got to at least talk about a good book, too. So, yeah, you know, yeah. really uh, a, a good app for me to jump in on. I got to but... say, the first 12 chapters, I was really nervous for you. I was like, shit, this is, <laughs> I hope this didn't suck for him. Yeah, well, uh, me too. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so people can find me. Like I said, I'm the host of the Best Little Horror House in Philly. Um, that show is on all major podcast platforms. So whatever you're listening to this on, you could probably listen to that on too. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an episode with Paul that I highly recommend that you go check out. Hopefully, we'll get Chad on there too. Maybe I would love and to. There we go. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Little Horror PHL. Uh, and littlehorrorphl.com will also give you all kinds of links and directions and stuff. So just go there or Twitter. Sweet. And we'll put those in the uh, description as well. Great. 
Uh, guys, I think I'm, I'm feeling a little hot and clammy here. Uh, I think I'm going to go take a dip in a swamp. <laughs> I'm going to take a dip in the swamp. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in and get some of that sweet, sweet allergy all in my, all in my lungs. <laughs> that healing oh, yeah. algae all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right I'm going to jump in. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye, Chad. Oh, no. Bye, there's a Chad. monster. He jumped right into a monster's mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> Rookie mistake. You always look where you're jumping. Well, luckily, he covered himself in hot sauce before, so it's going to throw him up for sure. <laughs> it, it's fine. I'm alive, but my eyes burn now. <laughs> Oh, you look like that doll. It's disgusting. Ew, stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Goosebuds, and we just wanted to go ahead and say thank you to all of the wonderful people who have their souls bound in flesh pages in the Book of Names. <laughs> um, and we also want to say thank you to the very fresh names. The fresh pages. <laughs> the ones with the blood still dripping from the letters. Um, uh... Uh, and their names are Wesley <laughs> and, Tim- and Timothy Misodoulakis. What about Thomas Miller? Shay Day. Milky Bar Nuggets. Or Kelly Sister. Keith Halcrow. Jacob Foster. Aogan Welcome. Dakota Campion. Clay McCarty, thank you for lending your skin. And Chris one eight hundred Crankit Nelson, welcome you phone you phone man. You're all damned. Now for the names that are the most damned. <laughs> Maybe one day you will be here, Wesley. Uh, we want to say I'll, I'll just start. Yeah, again. The, we want to say word. thank you to my boy Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara and Hollis Hornbake, Buddy Moral, Cameron Murphy Audio. Clayton C. David Cron. Fred Atkins. Josh Robertson. Michael McDowell. Mickey C. Mike Lanteri. Nathan Dolezal. Nick Hinkle. Alecade. Jared Mason. Jim Greaves. Mel Dipson. Not to Pearl Henderson. Joshua Lopez. Zank Keith. Afsheen. Danky McStanky. Jennifer Britton. Aaron T. Strunk. Dango Twists. Victor. Brian Wells. Stay safe and wash all of your zentacles thoroughly. That's smart. If you have zentacles, you want to keep them. Yeah. Drew Applegate. Becca McWilliams. Stealth Bates. Jonas Blatterman. Joseph Miranda. Patrick Reynolds. Robert Moon. Scott Colopy. Jason U. Crooker. (laughs) John Keaty. Third, Sergio. Christina Doling. Clay Castle. Colin, and I wear Billabong. What? Is this an ad? They made you do an ad. They made me an ad. ad. Miguel, Miguel Pardo. Still a pretty decent dog, generally speaking. That's an ad for that dog. (laughs) (laughs) Calf. Joe, remember to save early and often, Scott. Matt, the half-court warlock bachelor. Paul Grasso. Trans rights, baby. Walter Fraser. Ishak Arafin. Maddie. Matthew. Time travel paradox pals. (laughs) 
Ranger had a moral obligation to stop 9-11, but instead he saved two children. What's that story? We gotta read that yeah, what story. Is that we story? gotta read that story. Reinfected. Taylor Dierks. Tyler Penner. Alan Saylor. Chosen One. Cody Redfield. Gregory D. Warren. James Roy. Mikey Jillo. Sam Hash. Aiden Alexander Dice. Alistair Perez. Bradford Coulter. Dylan Vaughn. Jin K. Jonas Engman. Rich Hilborn. Foothless Fairy, the Whistler Bostowitz. Nice job. Trendy moron. <laughs> you always got to go with the toothless sound for that one. Jo- Joshua Jacob Witz. Justin Wagman. Trent Davis. Two in the slink, also one in the slink, all three in the slink then. Cardboard Walk. Connor Church. Frank N. Stein. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh God. my God! Yo, Frankenstein's <laughs> in our book. Cool. Yeah. Whew. Guys, it's Frank and Stein's monster. Let's be clear. Yeah. Scared. How about Leviathan? I think it might just be Leviathan. It is. Is it? Oh, it is. I'm so sorry. I I misjudged you as a monster, Leviathan. Yeah, you thought they were a monster, Ryan Shell. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, obligatory holiday name change, Hoey. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Keith Robinson. Rug. Up and Champ. Sam Bambino. Alicia Grafe. Anthony Kuwabara. Brock Graham. Hugh Bolin. Joe Gorman. Joe <laughs> Goman. Joe Goman. Carol. I think that's Carl. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be Carl, my friend. <laughs> that's just how I say Carol. I'm sorry, man. I say a K it's and a, I gotta say it that way. It's a regional dialect. Carol. Moloyster. Blake Alvarez. Elusive Koala. Jake Young. Yanni Markovina. Space Tiger. Jesus Christ. Bony. Brooke X. Christian Van Skyver. Corey Shelley. Jessica Zyball. J- J- wow. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe really tripped you up. Low Belly Hate Me. Nathan Remick. Divaldi. Brian Hopgood. Jeremy. Low. Zach Connor. Anxious serve. Reed Steubendike. Burn, your rap stepdad. Cool. <laughs> cool. Foolish for Deborah. Jake H. Joey Evans. Jordan Lockwood. Valhalla Black. Carewise Gamgee. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tyranny. Kevin Hamilton. Patreon underscore donator, yo. Cameron Hansen. Eric England. Swag Bumps Nightmare at Campiolo Squire. Tom W. Nope, Tom Whitman. <laughs> w Hitman. Oh, shit. D- Tom W. Hitman. Ah, podcast over. We're all dead. John the Howling Eye Duda. Llama Consultant. Nicholas Johnson. Andrew Jadzik talks to Joe Para about Goosebuds. Etonomore. General Lee Depressing. Goosebuds. Lord Cornwallis, at your service. Andrew Evans. Cardamom Birkenbino. Dingus Dank, Ding Dung, Dunkelheim. <laughs> Elizabeth Steenwig. Yeah, yeah. Daddy's Happy Apple Boy. Yapplin. Baz Gerritsen. Chris Pittman. Dan. Dylan Yads. Goon Cahoots. Justin Garrett. Actually, it's just Garrett. Oops, <laughs> oddly enough. It's just Garrett. It's just Garrett. Egg Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Soto. 
Hey, fellas, we're all smelling real good. I just showered a little while ago, so that's true. Buff cat. <laughs> Calamity Carl. Dylan McCann. Germ juice. Jonas Evan Voldson. Sean Minogue. Sness Chalmers. I fucked it up. Jacob the Rough-Handed. Nick Johnson. Arachnid Delight. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Scotty Pippen. He's oh, back yeah. for another month. Triangle offense, keeping it together. Keep the dream team together, baby. Stephen Day. Kate and Franklin. Chip Hansen. Dak Prinky. Dr. Worm. Uh, Jared Nutty. Matt McKellen. McClellan? McClellan. R.L. Slink. <gasps> Stink Lich. Zach Bush. Adam Morocco. I'm always getting this one. <laughs> Help me, other two guys. I can't stop jacking while we read these names. How would they help me? That's my question. They help you jack faster. Thank you. That sounds great. Jeremy Bowser. J.R. Chip. Nathan Whitmore. Pussy Pal. Ryan Carroll. Sadie Kitson. I wish R.L. Stein were my dad. No, you don't. No, you don't. Megan McCormick Mason. Andrew Barrow. Hoodlaman. <laughs> Horse McPowers. Manuel Aviles. Ninja Breadman. S. Spencer Kimball. Tanya Turtle. Wacky user name. Bad Vibes Jr. Brett. Daniel Hirschberger. Got little old Moa pretty freaked. Robert Edward Hodgson Jr. Deja Monet. Elliot Thompson III. Russell Gore. Slink Forte. Adam, you goofed. <laughs> Ashley W. Cameron. <laughs> One jalapeno. Lordzer. Wonderskin. Jordan Slamsey. Mm. Coming down from the rafters, it's Jordan Slamsey. Followed up by, oh my God, is that Muscles Bear? It is a Muscles Bear. Parker Lee. And following it up, Stinkline <laughs> the Goblin is here. He's going to slam dunk, probably. Hell yes. Thank you all so much. Th- thank you all. We love you guys. Welcome to the book. Bye-bye. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.